Hello everybody, welcome to Last Week in Bitcoin. My name is Anita Posh. A new Bitcoin epoch has begun. Last week, I wrote about Bitcoin being sent without the internet to the moon and back. This week, a new epoch has begun. El Salvador made Bitcoin legal tender on June 9th, 2021. Bitcoin is now a supranational global currency. Now, every country that is depending on the US dollar has the chance to do the same. Bitcoin will bring monetary freedom that's based on neutrality. And this can only work when there is no leader in the project. Bitcoin would be convenient for people who don't have a credit card or don't want to use the cards they have, either don't want the spouse to see it on the bill or don't trust giving their number to porn guys or afraid of recurring billing. What does this have to do with El Salvador? El Salvador is a country where many of the people don't have a bank account and also don't have credit cards. Since the decision of the El Salvadoran Congress on June 9th, Bitcoin and the US dollar are legal tender. Legal tender is a form of money that has to be accepted by businesses for customer purchases, by banks for paying back debt and can be used to pay taxes. Some Twitter users expressed their concerns that Bitcoin is forced upon the people of El Salvador, which doesn't align with Bitcoin's ethos as being a voluntarily chosen alternative. While I agree with Bitcoin's voluntary character, I think the El Salvadoran solution good and only vendors are obliged to accept Bitcoin if the customer wishes. In private exchanges, there is no obligation to use Bitcoin. So how does this work? People can use any kind of Bitcoin wallet that is available. For people who want and need assistance, the government will provide a wallet developed by Strike, in which Bitcoin is converted automatically to US dollars if the user wishes. For this, a national trust will be set up that will buy people's Bitcoin in exchange for US dollars. This way, the country is slowly building a stack of Bitcoin. They allocated 150 million US dollars for this fund. It's basically auto-dollar cost averaging on a large scale. And as long as one can choose his or her wallet freely, the exchange rate is fair, the government can't interfere or censor transactions, and as long as there are no additional fees or taxes deducted, I find this a good solution. US dollars will stay the accounting currency. President said live on Twitter spaces that their goal is not to de-dollarize El Salvador, but it's a way of attracting businesses and technology to the country. And here you can see someone put the title of El Salvador's biggest newspaper into the Bitcoin blockchain. And here's the man who started it all. President Bukele also expressed his gratitude toward Michael Peterson. 17 years ago, Michael went to El Sonte in El Salvador to be able to surf. And he then started to initiate Bitcoin Beach, a project that brought Bitcoin education and the first Bitcoin companies like Jack Mellor's strike to El Salvador. I talked with Michael two weeks ago and asked him, what are the basic use cases for people in El Salvador for, for Bitcoin? Just to transact in daily life, uh, banking is, is very challenging for the people. You know, there's no bank in the town where we're at. There's, there's not even a, a dollar ATM. 
there is a Bitcoin ATM now, but I think it's the only city in the world that has a Bitcoin ATM and not a fiat ATM. There's no way really for them to bank. So for those who do have bank accounts, they have to take the bus for, you know, at least a half an hour, probably an hour uh, into the neighboring kind of bigger town. For a lot of them, they can't even open bank accounts because they either don't have the right identification or they work in the informal economy. And so they, you know, aren't able to open bank accounts. While being live in the Twitter space of Nick Carter, and when asked if El Salvador will start Bitcoin mining, the president of El Salvador explained that they have geothermal energy plants, and this even might be possible. Only a few hours later, he tweeted that the state-owned geothermal electric company will put up a plan to mine with very cheap, 100% clean, 100% renewable and zero emissions energy from their volcanoes. And the dominoes start falling. Rumor has it that Paraguay will be the next country to follow El Salvador's example. We will see. Since President Bukele has laser eyes on his Twitter profile, a sign for being pro-Bitcoin, a lot of politicians of Central and South American nations followed. All of them are young males, except Indira Kempis, a Mexican senator. Which brings me to the last point I want to make around this topic. El Salvador is a very poor country with 6.4 million inhabitants. After a long period of chronic political and economic instability characterized by coups, revolts and a succession of authoritarian rulers, persistent socio-economic inequality and civil unrest culminated in the devastating Salvadoran civil war from 1979 to 1992, fought between the military-led government backed by the United States and a coalition of left-wing guerrilla groups. While this civil war was going on, large numbers of Salvadorans emigrated to the United States. And by 2008, they were one of the largest immigrant groups in the US. And that's why remittances are so important for the country. And why do I show you this picture now? President Bukele's political ideas are very different from mine. He's strictly anti-abortion, even in case of rape anti-same-sex marriage, and 62% of Salvadorans believe that homosexuality should not be accepted by society. While I dislike that, in case of Bitcoin, I applaud the country. I'm convinced that Bitcoin will empower the people economically and hope that the fresh ideas the president wants to get into the country will also bring a more open society and human rights. What were the first international reactions? After the announcement of El Salvador's plans to make Bitcoin legal tender at Bitcoin 2021 conference in Miami, Donald Trump said in an interview that uh, Bitcoin uh, it just seems like a scam. Uh, I don't like it because it's another currency competing against the dollar. Essentially, it's a currency competing against the dollar. I want the dollar to be the currency of the world. That's what I've always said. So what now? Is it a scam or is it a currency? I mean, anyway, who's interested in what the guy is saying? Then we heard from U.S. Senator Warren. We had a chance to talk with experts, bring in a lot of senators around it. But the bottom line was that what's happening right now in cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin and Dogecoin, it's a wild west out there. And it makes it not a good uh, way to buy and sell things and not a good investment and 
an environmental disaster. So do we need some regulation around this? You bet we do. You bet we do need a little bit more of education around Bitcoin. Now, Republicans and Democrats finally have a common enemy. Guess that's a good sign for Bitcoin. Joke aside, I'm really not sure what the next reactions of the incumbents of the old system will be. I can imagine economical sanctions, political pressure, and a lot of fat stories. Be prepared. And the last important news of this week is that Taproot will log in successfully because almost all blocks are signaling green now. You can find this on taproot.watch. Another great step in Bitcoin's development, strengthening privacy and improving scalability. In November, the changes in the software will go into effect. What a week. And these were only the two main stories. My personal main story is that I finished writing my manuscript for my book, Learn Bitcoin, the same day that Bitcoin became legal tender in El Salvador. So it's not only a new epoch for Bitcoin, but also for me. The book will be published in a few weeks. If you want a notification where to buy, subscribe to my mailing list at anita.link slash weekly. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening and see you next week.